Hello and welcome to the Euro What, episode number 72 for the week of January 13th, 2020. I'm Ben Smith and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey Mike. Hello. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. Howdy Mike, uh, how's, how's your week going so far? Oh, uh, 2020's been just chock full of everything, I think. Yeah, uh, we're like, what, two weeks in? Uh. We're in two weeks in, it just feels like so many more. And I think that's partially because there was a lot of Eurovision last week, like a lot of a lot of things happened. Yes, we are in the full swing of it, which is exciting. Uh, it gives us stuff to talk about. I guess the first one to mention is we have another artist uh, added to the list of confirmed performers. Uh, the Netherlands announced that uh, Jean-Gu McCruy will be their singer in Rotterdam. We have a J. Yay, yes. Uh, although I don't recall seeing his name coming up in any of the speculation, so um, LOL. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> JK on the JK. J, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> uh, so a little bit about uh, Jean-Gu. He is 26, uh, originally from Suriname, and his genre is modern soul. He might be recognized from an ad that uh, HBO put out using one of his songs uh, called Gold, uh, which uh, was highlighting like Game of Thrones, Boardwalk Empire, just kind of their whole slate of shows around, I want to say like 2014, 2015. Mm -hmm. In terms of other uh, notable things that he's done uh, recently, uh, he played Judas in a TV version of The Passion. Uh, that also featured Glennis Grace, uh, who you might remember from America's Got Talent uh, a couple summers ago. Uh, we talked about her on the podcast because uh, mm-hmm. she also represented Netherlands at Eurovision in 2005, I want to say. Um, and then uh, Esquire has also named him one of the best-dressed men of the Netherlands in 2018. And then I was just sort of flipping through his Spotify today, mm-hmm. and like I am suddenly understanding the hype that was supposedly rumored in the Dutch of, of oh, this is why they're excited. Yeah, apparently the delegation has had their eyes on him since, like, 2016, and I totally agree, like, listening to his tracks. Like, he has a really, really nice voice, and uh, he wrote the song that he'll be uh, competing with uh, in Rotterdam. Mm -hmm. Uh, No details just yet on what that song entails, what letter it begins with, uh, so... uh... Things like that, yeah. But no, like, there there was, like, a freshness to his sound that I was appreciating. Mm-hmm. Like, particularly that track, Gold, it doesn't sound like anything that I've heard recently at Eurovision, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. It's just yes. like, ooh, uh, good, a one, new genre. Yeah, one that piqued my interest today was a track off of his album from last year called Dance With Me, mm. where it was also just, oh, this this is, this would be exciting to hear at Eurovision. I'm kind of glad that he has a, a fast pass. Part of that freshness might have just been... Uh, I was coming off of being very used to hearing very Eurovision-y things, having listened to Norway's first heat this Mm -hmm. weekend. That was surprisingly fun. I'm glad that they have expanded their selection process this year to make it bigger, given that it's their 60th anniversary. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was correct that they are doing duels, which was fun. I did not realize they were going to be like live allocating those duels at the top of the show. I'm glad that they did that just because I could I could see people complaining about like, oh, well, they put these two best songs together or they like they rigged it so that these two songs would face off in the semifinal or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, just having like the live drawing, like I always stand bingo balls being pulled it's out of like the like process. So. <laughs> I mean, it's a little weird when there are only four balls in the bingo spinner. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is like you guys can just you guys can just like take all of them out of the bowl and just open them strategically. Right. Or or, or, or you know, just like figure out a just like one of those fun wheels that you spin at like the bank where you're like, Oh cool, I get a checkbook cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that they showed us that because I had, before this, I had figured they had pre-allocated these and we were going to have the two dudes facing one another and the mm-hmm. two girls facing one another. Uh, and I figured that the the two girls were going to cancel one another out. And yet they, they were the ones who ended up beat, winning in each of their heats. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think having watched all of them rightly so. Yeah. I thought that Come Alive might was, was going to take its heat, but I was wrong. Yeah, I liked that song better i think mm-hmm. i don't well, know like i i thought i thought the performances i don't know if it was just weird audio there were definitely some weird camera choices but mm-hmm. uh yeah it wasn't i i didn't find it to be the best showcase uh for the songs but mm-hmm. i don't know it, it's also like the first time that they've done this in who knows how long so yeah. uh yeah uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh this coming saturday's heat is a little bit tighter in its production mm-hmm which our first our first entry that had to compete that's going through is Rayleigh's Wild, mm-hmm. which when it did come down to the two songs that felt very Eurovision pop, I'm yes. glad it was the one that was slightly sillier lyrically. Yes. <laughs> and bringing in the hair uh, choreography. Uh, yes, hair, and also just like a massive yeah. braid being ri- being whipped around. Yeah, just, just I saw that good... even Slavko uh, commented on it and be like, yes. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, my brain immediately went to Slavko when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> He would approve. So in addition to those four ending up with Rayleigh winning, we also had Sandre's auto qualifier, Take My Time, which I immediately understood why that was the auto qualifier. It's like, this is my favorite of the day. Mm-hmm. The performance felt like it was kind of throwing Sweden 2016 to 2018 in a blender and hitting puree, but that yeah. it worked for the song. Yeah. The tone of the song was very dance you off. Uh, the, the staging the suits, was very, I can't go on. Right. I'm not sure how that's going to work in the long run, but uh, I, I feel confident that Norway knows what it's doing. Norway so. knows, knows what it's doing. So this Saturday, uh, Eastern Norway has their turn at bat. And we have How About Mars by Jaeger, which is a great song title. Uh, Fool for Love by Kim Weigard and Maria Moan. One Last Time by Rain Alexander. And The Start of Something New by Tora Peterson. And I'm really sad that I am elsewhere this weekend because that one, having, I have listened to the songs. I know that you were kind of going into these blind, but mm-hmm. this one just feels so interesting in terms of matchups. I really want to see how the, how the bingo balls shake out on this one. I'm going to just t- be full of hubris and having been correct kind of last week because I named two songs. I mm. think that's going to be Jaeger. Yeah, I mean just from song title alone. Just from it's song title, yeah. Yeah, it, it's the it stands out just cuz it's like, oh, I'm pretty sure there hasn't been a song titled that uh at Eurovision before, but I really do like the overall format of the show. Like I was uh, on Saturday on Twitter, I believe I referred to its ruthless efficiency, which is oh just yeah, like, no, yes. like it was it was out of there in like an hour and a half, and maybe an hour twenty. It was great. Loved yeah, it. yeah. I mean, like uh, they could probably get that cut down to an hour if they had uh, a fewer uh, historical segments. But given that it's like the 60th, the 60th anniversary, yeah. yeah, like it's just like all right, there's going to be a lot of retrospective stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just like they have the votes. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that they had, like, the emoji reactions where uh, it oh, was like, you could heart it, you could thumbs up it, or you could do the, like, flat affect 
emoji of dismay is which, what I call it. Well, the thing that I liked is that they would just show the little phone in the corner and it would kind of get bigger and then at the end it would just go... Yeah, yeah, it would just like kind of like just barf out all of the just, emoji. Just, just, just for... confetti cannon. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Confetti cannon. That, that is a much more polite way of describing that. And it was interesting to me that they also just included the emoji of dismay in the confetti cannon explosion where it's like, oh, you really do get a sense of like where people are sitting with these individual performances. So mm-hmm. love those instant feedback loops. Well, I, so. well, and I just love it. It just reminded me of the very few times I have watched a Facebook live video where, where you yes. just, get, just like a wave of angry faces will just overtake the screen. <laughs> it's like, oh, we don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's why we uh, don't live broadcast our podcast recordings. I don't know. <laughs> Along with Norway's uh, selection on Saturday, uh, Lithuania had their first heat uh, of their selection process, which isn't really the Lithuania Marathon anymore. I don't know how to pronounce the name correctly, and Google Translate was not helpful in that regard, uh, but it does translate to, let's try again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> which, I, I was just so delighted by that. Yeah, well, the first translation that I saw of it was, uh, we go again. And yeah. uh, it immediately put me into, like, the Mamma Mia space, where it's just like, Eurovision, here we go again. <laughs> whereas, whereas when I saw Let's Try Again, my brain went to a different musical. Uh, mm. I thought of Jesus Christ Superstars. Could we start again, please? Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a new decade. It's a new Lithuania. Let's do this. Yeah. Lithuania has figured some stuff out. I was very impressed with Saturday's show. Uh, it still had... There were 12 contestants competing, which is pretty standard from the uh, carryover from the marathon. They would usually have 12 or 13 acts competing. But jury got their votes in, public got their votes in, and as soon as those were tabulated, they cut the field from 12 to 6. They're going to do that two more times. And it's like, oh, again, not, not quite as ruthless efficiency uh, as Norway, but... We're getting warmer. Um. We're we're getting there. And like, so I focused entirely on Norway and then realized, oh, wow, we're done in an hour. I'm going to switch over Mm. to Lithuania because they have 12 entrants. That means they're still going. Right. And was delighted by what I saw. There was a lot of look. Uh, There was was so much fashion happening. Yes. uh, Fashion in all definitions of that word. (laughs) What was your favorite look? Uh. Um... Uh, as, as someone who has become very fond of bright yellow mm-hmm. in, in, in my wardrobe, uh, immediately coming in on uh, me and I's drip yes. was just, it was ex- an experience of mentally going, oh, I wonder what Lithuania is doing right now. And just coming into that as the first full entry I listened to, where I'm just like, oh, this is a Lonely Island sketch. Oh, yeah. Like, that is that is Andy Samberg's character from Dick in a Box. Wow. Yeah, it is. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, like, my favorite thing is that it's been so long since we've had a pop song that starts with one half of a phone call. Mm-hmm. What is the most recent example of that? Yeah. Would it be, uh, like, it's, Hotline it's, Bling? Or? I, but I just immediately like that whoever he's talking to is, is dissing his style, and he has decided that he's going to almost but not quite floss in response. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else can you do, you yeah. know? Like... <laughs> Immediately put that one in my in my uh, Eurovision Alsorans playlist because I'm like, well, if this do- if this doesn't make it through, I'm gonna save this for our for our eventual ones that got away episode. Yep, yeah, uh. and, and compare and see see how much I still love it. 
Uh, but no, like I, I'm just so happy that it made it through because I'm just like, good. That means that there will be video of this online that I can show to people and be like, no, you need to be watching this. You need to be watching yeah. this. Yeah. And like, it was also kind of giving me lie to me vibes, yeah. uh, which I, I'm almost certain that that's what they were trying to go for uh, in, ter- in terms of styling. And if people are still into that style, I could actually, I could see this making it to the Lithuanian final and being a contender. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it should win, but it's interesting. Yeah, and... like, I'm not sure I love it enough to win, but I love, I definitely want it in, like, the final. The other one that, that really grabbed me, yeah, it was Gabrielis Vagelis's uh, Tave Shaurandu, which was the, the last song performed. Mm-hmm. He started singing from the audience, and I was like, is he wearing a short robe? No, he was wearing, like, a very silky men's pajama set with shorts, and then big tube socks and trainers. It was so distracting from the song like that was that was, that was the thing that kind of bothered me about the performance just like wow there are so many again fashion choices happening on stage and uh i'm, I'm hoping that that's something that gets fixed for uh future performances because uh it really is a lovely song um it's but... a beautiful song and i've played it like way too many times on spotify since then i'm just like you know mm-hmm. what the clothes the clothes are fixable like because i didn't even mind the movement the movement was great yeah, that one was towards the top of the of the scoreboard. Like it made it safely through. So hopefully that one can make the final as well. The winner of the heat was Monica Maria, all star from last year. Uh, all star from last year, uh, from last yeah. year looking like she had a, she had a she had a thing to prove this time. Yeah, like you could, you could tell that she wants this. Uh, so it was a really good mix of acts, and yeah, there were acts that didn't make it through. It was like, oh, I'm disappointed that it didn't get through, and it was just like, well, there were only six slots, and there were more than six songs that. We're deserving, so I, I'm taking that as a good sign. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the next two heats of the competition to uh, see what. Hopefully, they didn't put all of the good ones in just in the first heat. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that this level of quality is uh, going to be with us throughout the series. Just getting into some of the logistics of uh, song announcements and artist announcements. Uh, Serbia has announced the entries for uh, Beovizia. The songs aren't available yet, but uh, some of the notables in the list include the group Hurricane, uh, which features uh, Sanja Vizic, uh, who represented Serbia in 2016. And she also wrote the song uh, that they'll be competing with this year. Igor Simic's entry uh, was composed by Daniel Kajmakowski, uh, who did uh, FYR Macedonia's uh, 2015 entry, uh, which, oh, we, hey. which yeah. we talked about very recently. So, yes. um, yeah, I'm very excited about that one. And the one entry that I'm very curious about is uh, Thea Devi's entry, uh, which translates yes. to Judgment Day and was apparently on Austria's shortlist for this year. Yes, because like when we were starting to talk about Austria late last year, one of the websites was speculating that this was their artist because they had posted on Instagram with this with the hashtag ESC, mm-hmm. and it was Thea Devi, and then it was revealed that no, we are going with this person. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. And so to see her pop up in Serbia is interesting. Yeah, and and with the same entry that she's just shopping around so uh yeah i've I've always been curious like how often that happens where somebody doesn't get through on one selection so they just hop on over to another country and just like here why don't you try it and yeah it would just be wild if that wins and who knows if it wins the whole thing like lol Uh, (laughs) all of a sudden my brain has been filled with with lizzo's truth hurts but for austria what's the austrian for non-committal uh 
Uh... <laughs> yeah, no need to answer that. No, no, I, th- I thought I was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere, the check selection, we, we keep checking in on that. Uh, and mm-hmm. every time I do, it's like they've revealed something new, like the shoe sizes. Yes. Or the genres. <laughs> and now we finally have... No, I'm like I'm not even joking about the shoe sizes. That was a oh, clue yeah. that they gave people. And then like last week, they released some stuff about, here's the field. And they, it was like a logic puzzle. It was mm-hmm. like, there are two returning artists, and four of the artists are women. Two of the artists enjoy pumpkins. You know, things like yes. that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, so now they have released the full slate, and we know who the acts are. So the returning artists are Barbara Mochoa uh, and then Pam Rabbit, both of whom were, were part of last year's. And we, we mentioned Barbara Mochoa as we thought that she had... Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, all, all of those Lana Del Rey vibes. Uh, she should have been selected, but that's she okay. She's got another it, chance. It's okay. She has another chance. It's fine. But and you, and you that, really liked Pam Rabbit, didn't you? I, I, I went back and listened to that one. I'm like, oh, it, it was fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> it was fine. Um, the other artists in the list are Benny Cristo, Ellis Mraz, and Sisti, Corel with three L's, mm. uh, Olga Lunova, and then We All Poop. Pardon me? Uh, you, you, I, I did say that correctly. We All Poop. Ah, um, and, like, right now I have a thing with my computer keyboard where, like, the O key is kind of sticky, but I did not mistype that. It's We All Poop. Okay, yeah, because uh, I was looking at our notes earlier, and it's was like, surely Ben typed this <laughs> surely in correctly. Surely this and, is a mistake. Yeah, and then I l- clicked on the link to the uh, corresponding article, and it's like, oh, alrighty, well, and um, then hmm. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, we can play a fun game where uh, I look up the the general recorder output of all of these groups and then i can have mike try and guess which ones they're, they're likely going to fit of the genres we were given as yeah. it turns out uh if you type we all poop into youtube i don't want to click on any of the videos mm, uh yeah there, and it, there's nothing from the, and even if, if you try we all poop banned just like nope i don't want i don't want the police no thank oh, you dear yeah uh, you've at least got safe search on correct uh, yes uh, safe <laughs> search is on <laughs> that, that is firmly on for for searching for that phrase uh, um anyways so i did some research okay and tried to figure out who was do, gonna do who would describe themselves as what and here are some thoughts i have no clue if these are correct thoughts because it's very hard to do and i could not find one of the bands for reasons pre- previously mentioned yes actually no i'm pretty sure that we all poop is the plain coincidence punk pop because if you're naming your band we all poop yeah and you're asked to provide the genre for your band named We All Poop, you're also going to just do that. Well, I mean, there is organic pop. There is. Uh, or- yeah. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Olga Lenova <laughs> is, the, is the person who described their sound as organic pop, having listened oh, to right. a few of her videos on YouTube. Okay. So Sis T is a rapper. Hmm. So, and and, and uh, Benny Cristo is also kind of in a space that wasn't fully what I think of as reggaeton. Okay. I have those two pegged as potentially the reggaeton. Uh, Ellis, Ellis Mraz is, is, a, is a vocalist. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would consider her Afropop, but right. just, trying to, just trying to figure out which of those two goes there. I actually have Pam Rabbit pegged as the emo pop because finding another video from last year that was released around the same time as her song for last year's selection... It's yeah. a little bit closer to that side of things. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I could see that argument. Yeah. I think Barbara Machoa probably describes her stuff as dream pop. Yeah. Either dream or indie. More than indie. Yeah. And when I think dream pop, I think of stuff like Beach House, but you could interpret that different ways. Yeah. Uh, which would I, mean, I mean, so cold. many of these descriptors are just like, whatever. Are, are just like, <laughs> sure, I guess, <laughs> if you say so. Um, so we will know more when the songs are actually released a week from today. 
Yes. Uh, with, on, on the 20th, we are recording on the 13th. Watch, like, three weeks from now, we're standing for We All Poop the way that we were standing for Hatari last year. It, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, that, that was the first thing that occurred to me today was, what is, what is this year's Hatari for me? Yeah. I really <laughs> hope it's not We All Poop. I really yeah. hope it's something closer to, to Drip. Maybe we should move on. I am we so should, sorry. We should definitely move is... on before we had to slap an explicit content one on this oh. on this week's episode. <laughs> That was all the stuff that happened in this past week, and there's a lot of stuff that's coming up this week. Uh, Portugal is announcing their artists and songs on Wednesday uh, for uh, Festival de Canção. Uh, Latvia. Well, Latvia has already made some moves. Uh, this past week, they released the videos of the acts that have auditioned to compete at this year's Supernova. There are a lot of uh, familiar faces in this year's field, uh, particularly uh, Marcus Riva and Samantha Tina. Uh, they are Marcus Riva. I believe this is his sixth or seventh attempt uh, to I, represent Latvia. I was uh, about to say Marcus Riva, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Right. Uh, and then Samantha Tina, uh, this is either her fifth or sixth participation. So, Samantha Tina, uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yes. Uh, yes, it's a very large bridal party in Latvia. Uh, and each of them, they're, they're performing separately. They're not a, a duo. Um, but uh, each of them are, are performing songs co-written by Aminata. Uh, so that's an exciting twist uh, to this. The shortlist is going to be reduced to eight by the Latvian jury. So there's not going to be any semifinals. It's just going to be the one national final show to determine who is going to represent Latvia at Eurovision. Uh, We will find out who those eight are on Thursday. Uh, And then there's an audience vote uh, in the final that will be happening on February 8th. But they also, uh, and this is consistent with years past, they'll be taking like social media and uh, streaming services into account uh, for voting. So like YouTube views, possibly YouTube comments or thumbs up or what have you, possibly Spotify streams. Like they, they pull in a lot of data to make their selection. It's not just a straight up uh, jury vote plus audience vote. So um, yeah, that should be exciting. And like, again, like Latvia has a pretty interesting field to choose from. I'm, I'll be very curious to see how this field gets reduced. Yes. As, as somebody who had the, the big playlist of all 20 something playing mm-hmm. on Friday. I'm very interested to see how they're going to cut that down to just eight of them. I think that's one of the things that I love about the supernova process is like we get to see these auditions and they're filmed like real television performances. So, uh Oh yeah, yeah. like everybody everybody was basically performing with their backing track. Mhm. But you could you the thing I liked is that you could see who had done this before and who was kind of a deer in headlights. Yeah, uh, we'll have a link to that playlist uh, in our show notes, and it's worth checking out. Uh, we There may even be some uh, tracks from there that uh, get pulled into our uh, Once That Got Away section, uh, R.I.P. Alligator 2019. So <laughs> 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 true heads will remember what that one was. Uh, so uh, let's see. Also coming up this weekend, uh, Iceland will be announcing their songs and artists uh, for song Vekepnen. I am so excited to see what that field looks like this year after last year. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I my understanding is they received a record number of submissions because uh, things went rather well for Iceland. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like they were. Well, Iceland, I think, gets into gets into Eurovision. Oh so yeah. To to 
be very excited about their home field and then see that, oh, we don't have to just send someone doing a fun, doing a very nice pop song. We can send something more out of the ordinary. I'm Again, I'm really excited to see what comes out of that, that pool this year. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, it's going to be a whole bunch of wild cards and uh, I think we're going to be all the better for it. So. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, along with wild cards, uh, Slovenia's uh, EMA Fresh will be having its final on Saturday. So EMA Fresh has been, uh, was an online contest uh, for up and coming music acts uh, to win one of two wildcard spots uh, in the Slovenian final. Uh, they announced the first 10 acts uh, for uh, Slovenia's EMA national final uh, last month. Uh, and then there are these two slots left that will be coming from the winners of this fresh competition. And uh, it's proven to be so popular that they're actually making it like a real show. So uh, that'll that'll be one to watch uh, along with Lithuania and Norway on Saturday. So TV schedule starting to fill up. It's very exciting. So <laughs> it, is, it is very exciting. As these songs are uh, made available on Spotify, we are going to be putting together all of our playlists. So the individual countries. We also have our master playlist of every song that we can find that is competing in these various national finals. So it's slowly but surely starting to fill up. Uh, we have all of the ones for Estonia. Uh, the last track uh, was made available a couple of days ago. Uh, so all 24 of those songs are available. Songs from Lithuania are, are trickling in. Norway's been releasing their songs. Yeah, that list will be slowly building up uh, as selection season continues. Definitely check out our Spotify profile because we've got a whole bunch of stuff going on there. Mike, I think that was a sufficient amount of Eurovision for this week. It feels like a lot, but we're not even close to Super Saturday yet. So. No, no. This is, this is just beginning, and yet there's so much. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the warm-up, the stretch, uh, before we really get into the nitty-gritty of selection season. That's going to do it for this episode of The EuroWhat. Thanks for listening. The EuroWhat podcast is hosted by Ben Smith, that's me, and Mike McComb. That's me. You can find us on our website at eurowhat.com and on Twitter and Instagram at eurowhat. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, and topics we should talk about in future episodes, so go ahead and do that. You can subscribe to the EuroWhat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast app of your choice. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist inspired by this episode. We'll be back next week to try and make sense of what's new in Eurovision. 